In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to YUTC's podcast called Let's Talk to Wahido, presented by YUTC. Our aim for this podcast is to really create a space for us, the youth, to have thought-provoking dialogue on EOTC topics that really strengthen our faith and ultimately bear spiritual fruits. Hey everyone, my name is Nati and I hope you're having a blessed day today. On the other line, I have our very own YUTC servant from the DMV area, also from Boston. I don't know which one she's uh, claiming, but Beatty. <laughs> What's up, Beatty? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I claim DMV, by the way. <laughs> okay, okay. Just making sure you know. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here today. I've been with uh, serving with YTC since the beginning, basically, and I'm so glad to see that it's blossomed to where it is today. And like, glad we're having this podcast to have these intimate and important conversations. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. We're really glad you took the time out of your day to join us today. So right. thank you for that. I forgot that you were like in YOTC since like the inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like an, one of the OG members, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so we have an exciting uh, episode lined up for you guys today. This is episode five, the Black Lives Matter episode of season one, Battling 2020. So on this episode, we'll be tackling the Black Lives Matter movement more so from a church perspective. So we'll be addressing the question of, is this movement biblical? And also as Christians, what should our role be in this movement and how should we respond to it? So backtracking a little bit here, what is the Black Lives Matter movement, Beatty? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, Black Lives Matter, their official statement is that it's a nonviolent movement that practices justice, liberation, and peace in engagements with one another, and was really triggered from a lot of the biggest civil rights action um, and movements in the American history. Um, And yeah, it's very much nonviolent, despite what it's been portrayed and uh, misconstrued kind of in the media. Um, Yeah, and I think it's definitely an important topic to have, and I'm excited to talk about it today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of the, like, uh, especially like about a month or two ago, we were, I think we were living in one of the biggest civil rights movements of our, uh, of our country. You know, a lot of times when big things like that happen, you often don't recognize like the magnitude of the movement until it's passed and you're kind of like reflecting back on it. And although it's only been like a few months looking back, I think everyone and their moms was talking about this movement. Mm-hmm. Like it was all over, it even spilled over to like other countries. I don't know if you saw like people in Paris, people in uh, Germany, like a bunch of other countries talking about it. So it was, it was pretty huge. Yeah, it's, it was really beautiful to see all the all other countries standing in solidarity with us and speaking on this matter. Um, and for those of you that may not know, it was recently um, within this year heightened due to uh, the deaths of people such as Ahmaud, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. Um, these are our brothers and sisters that have unfortunately passed away due to police brutality 
um, and discrimination. And so, yeah, I, it's actually really crazy. Like I was really thinking about that, that we really are living in huge, huge, um, a huge point in history right now. And yeah, you realize yeah. it. Yeah. So that's a good segue into our uh, first question there. As Christians, uh, what is our role in this movement? And like, how do you think we should respond to this movement? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of ways we can kind of address this. But I think first and foremost, like as Christians, we are supposed to view ourselves as brothers and sisters in Christ. And everybody is the temple of God, right? So it really should concern us. And it and it is a a topic of concern where black bodies are being murdered and these families are being torn apart due to police brutality and mass incarceration and discrimination. And um, yeah, and so th since these are the temple, like our bodies are the temple of God and we should care for our brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important to, when somebody's saying they're hurting and they're airing their grievances to you, mm -hmm. to stand in solidarity with them and understand where that pain is coming from. You know, sometimes we, we might be put in a position where we might not relate with that pain at times. Uh, and our natural inclination might be to just ignore it because it doesn't affect us. But it's important as Christians, if we're our, our brother's creepers, like the Bible says, right. to you know, stand in solidarity with somebody that's hurting and walk with them to find a better solution. Mm -hmm. And we might even think like, what is our relation to this matter? Um, and I, I can speak towards both of us being um, we're both Ethiopian Americans. And so we are black and we are kind of affected by this in some way. Mm -hmm. um, but even for those that may not be uh, like members of minority groups, I think it's still even, um, it still should be a matter of concern for you as well, just because this is something that everybody should be concerned about because there's firsthand and secondhand trauma with situations like this. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. There's this one verse in uh, Proverbs that I really like. I think that relates with this, uh, with this movement in Proverbs 31, verse 8 through 9, where it says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. So I think that verse really, I guess, illuminates the idea behind it's like the idea of standing up for those in need. You know, that's Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think like even just backtracking, I think a lot of the rooted separation um, amongst all of this is just kind of by skin color, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that definitely shouldn't be dividing us as we're all made in the image of God. And there's a verse in Galatians 3.28 where Paul states that there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave, nor free, male, nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And I think that's a very powerful verse that we should always look back to in that we're all one in Christ. And so skin color should not be something that's separating us at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, kind of going off track here, like during like the height of this movement, there was a lot of uh, like tensions. There was a lot of emotions when like, uh, especially when people were sharing like their personal stories of their encounters with 
like police officers and when especially that video of Ahmad Arbery was released like that was kind of like gut-wrenching for me like how did like how did you feel like during this uh during that time then oh my god that was yeah it was very hard and I think a lot of people can relate I I remember there's within all of these main situations hearing them over and over in the news watching the videos like even unprompted this they were being like uh, they were being screened on every newscast all the time mm-hmm. um yeah so that, i think that's a lot and it, it definitely brought a lot of trauma and it's very hard and i i think it also is kind of leading to desensitization at some point is at some point i was really numb and i was like i can't even deal with this anymore mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely a lot of emotions and i had to um go to god and ask for peace because it was definitely a lot to take in mm-hmm. yeah yeah like for me like that video is the one that kind of like snapped me out of uh the state of being numb to all these stories that aren't normal like i think for the past few years especially there's been more light that's been shed on it of like uh, especially police brutality mm-hmm. and just reading these stories watching these videos we kind of get desensitized like you said and we think it's just like normal place but that video is the one that kind of like snapped me out of that place of thinking like this isn't normal like this is not day-to-day life like this needs to change and i honestly felt like emotions that i've never felt before and it was like what is this like and it was really gut-wrenching for me yeah mm-hmm. and also like like for me personally, like uh, like during this time when everybody was sharing their stories of like their their uh, confrontations with like police officers and like that, and how they were talking about like oh you know they treated me different for my skin color and stuff. I personally I don't relate with that because you know I didn't I hadn't experienced those situations, but the simple idea that from watching these videos that this person was treated different because of their skin color. It makes, it creates some sort of trauma in you that like, am I next, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of minorities can relate to and black people can relate to. Um, Yeah, because it, 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 it has dealt with a lot. It's just a very emotionally heightened situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's definitely firsthand and secondhand trauma. I can't imagine how, the people, the immediate family of these um, brothers and sisters have felt. And then also just people like me just also affected by this situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody handles trauma differently. Mm -hmm. So segueing to the next question here, as far as Black Lives Matter, would you say this movement is uh, biblical? Like the phrase Black Lives Matter, is that biblical to you? Yeah, uh, I think Black Lives Matter and just in general, social justice, are they're all biblical because mm-hmm. at its root, it's asking for equality and for caring for one another. And Christianity is rooted in love. So hence, I think that it definitely is related. Um, as we know, God so loved the world. And so when we unite with social justice movements, um, there's so many ways the church can can be benefited by, benefited by it. Um, we can even think of how these families were so strong that even some were even saying that, oh, like I'm even praying for my son or daughter's killer 
And I think mm-hmm. that is insane to me. Yeah, that takes <laughs> but, a lot of strength. Right. It's, I, I cannot believe it when I heard that. But that, that's true Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, on the note of prayer, I was uh, scrolling through one of the Instagram comments of uh, like, a, like a news source talking about like the killings. And then somebody posted in the comments like, you know, I pray for uh, the person that was killed. But I also pray for the uh, person that did the killing. Mm-hmm. And people were just, people lost their mind. And people were absolutely like vilifying this person. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, I guess, emotions are really high during that moment. But, you know, it's, it, takes, it takes a lot. Like you said, it takes an immense amount of strength to forgive somebody that did ill will against you or against your community. But isn't that what at the root that differentiates us from other people? And that makes us Christians, mm-hmm. you know? And it kind of makes me think of uh, that uh, in uh, episode two, Hera and Red, they were uh, kind of reflecting on our father's prayer. And there's a part in our father's prayer where we say, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm. So like, I guess the idea of forgiving yourself if you did something against somebody else, like an ill will or something, you know, it's very easy because, you know, you're in the wrong. It's very easy. But to forgive somebody else that did something bad against you, that takes a lot of strength. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. And um, going back to the question, if we're trying to see like what we can do as mm-hmm. Christians for this movement, um, of course, there's, there's protests that you can do. There's marches that you can go to, community organizing, justice reform. There's so yeah. many things that you can do. And even with those, um, with those like hands-on tasks, you could protest. But even with the COVID pandemic, I understand that it might have been very hard for some people due to various reasons, even for health reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that you can do at home too. Like I said, community, community organizing, reaching out to people, um, people in power. There's, there's a lot that you can do from the comfort of your home. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of, like, like you said, there's a lot we can do. And it's not a, just a matter of you know, going out on the streets and protesting. I know a lot of people, because they weren't able to, you know, be physically present in these protests and make their voices heard, you know, they kind of felt some type of way because, you know, they weren't physically there, hands on. But we have to understand that, like, we all play a different role in, like, making our community, our society a better place. Yeah. yeah. And, as, and as Christians, of course, on top of that, we can do prayer. Um, and this prayer could be as we stated before, for those that are doing the wrongdoing and praying for these killers and asking for God to forgive them and for them to be enlightened and, and practice love. Um, but further than that, also sympathizing and praying for these families that are affected and praying for their healing because I can't, really can't imagine how, how hard this is on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on the idea of prayer, like that doesn't just mean like pray and forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. It also like a, it also means like be vigilant as well. You know, the Bible tells us be as a shrewd as a snake and as innocent as a dove. So it doesn't just mean like blindly forgive and I guess get hurt by that same person again, but it's also telling us to, you know, be vigilant. Right. And ultimately, uh, as Christians, our goal is to be like Christ, that, yeah. that the root of Christianity 
and Christ took away our suffering uh, for salvation. And so similarly, um, in this situation, I think we should definitely empathize and want this change for those that are suffering, believe that they're suffering, believe that there's inequality and try to do something to help it just, just like Christ would do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And going back to one thing you said earlier about our bodies, like the temple, and if one part of the body is hurting, like the whole body is hurting. Mm -hmm. And I think you can draw parallels there to our society where if a certain group of people are hurting, we're all hurting and it's all like inhibiting the rate that we're moving forward. So it's in the best interest of all of us to help people that are disproportionately affected. You know, mm -hmm. there's this one verse in first Corinthians 12, 26 that says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So I think that's a verse that really uh, puts things in perspective here. Yeah, I, I totally agree. All right, that wraps it up for us today. Thank you so much, Beatty, for joining us. Um, so today we talked about the Black Lives Matter from a biblical lens, and we also talked about it from, uh, as Christians, how should we respond to it? And we said, as Christians, our duty, our role is to stand with those that, you know, that are hurt and that are in pain and walk with it to work towards a better society. Yeah, and as Christians, our goal is to be like Christ and follow the agape love that Christ has shown where mm -hmm. we care for the sufferings of one another. Um, and we hope that the takeaway today is to love all of our brothers and sisters in Christ and, and advocate for equality and speak out and have these conversations about Black Lives Matter with your family and faith. Yep, yep. So thank you, Beatty, for taking time out of your date for joining us today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We can't wait to see you guys for uh, our next episode. In the meantime, definitely be sure to follow our social medias. Our Instagram is young underscore OTC. And our YouTube is uh, what, Beatty? Young OTC. And then yep. the website is YOTC.org. Yep. So if you guys have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out on those platforms. And until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you all. Oh, 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 oh,